Welcome back to PR After Hours. I'm your host, Alex Greenwood, bringing you your weekly cocktail of PR and marketing tips that will help you and your business. Stick around. We'll get started right after these messages. You know, one of the last things people want to think about, I think, when it comes to their business is, well, let's just, it's the elephant in the room, right? It's money. It's how do I fund this business? You know, um, I bootstrapped, bootstrapped my business 11 years ago, um, but I was fortunate enough to have a spouse who had a good living and I'd made some contacts and had clients almost immediately too. But I think that I could have really benefited from somebody who understood how business finance works, somebody who understands the ins and outs, and somebody, frankly, who could have said, hey, Alex, listen, man, (laughs) we got to work on some fundamentals before you get going here. That's why I'm very excited that Jeremy B. Hill, founder and president of JB Capital, is here to talk to us today here in the virtual lounge. Jeremy, welcome to PR After Hours. How are you? I'm excited. (laughs) I am too. Uh, You know, it's not every day I get to talk to somebody who really knows about money because, you know, I'm not a a big fish, never have been, but uh, you kind of specialize, I believe, in helping some of the smaller businesses and, and maybe some folks who are just getting started. Is that true? Yeah. And, and, you know, fish come in all sizes, I guess, right? So, uh, but yes, our world is kind of outside Wall Street, right? So for for the folks that that don't need to borrow a hundred million, you know, necessarily aren't going to be on the cover of the Wall Street Journal tomorrow, but they're excited about what it is that they're doing and they're making a dent either in their their local city or community or region or or beginning to kind of have a little traction and now trying to figure out what to do. Um, we've built a really good business and a really good reputation, I think, over the last 20 years at kind of uh, advising, you know, as kind of a banker and advisor for 20 years. And now we're, we're actually the bank now, actually writing the checks. And so I uh, had a lot of experience in that and, and super excited about sharing with your audience today. Well, how about we just jump right in there? Who, who are the people that avail themselves of you the most? What types of people as far as businesses, et cetera? And is there a process that you kind of stick to for everybody or is it vary by who they are? Sure. So great question. So really for us, um, I don't do uh, startups or good idea on a cocktail napkin, you know, pre-revenue guys. So the venture capital type community it is for us um, is, is or more early stage. We're a little bit past that, you know. So for us, it's, it's these folks that, is, that are uh, past the friends and family, mom and dad, rich uncle round of raising money, you know. And now you're to a point to where uh, you're looking to continue that growth and you're maybe at an inflection point. And so you're maybe smarter than your local banker or attorney or rich uncle or brother-in-law or whoever it is. And you're kind of, you know, going back and forth on decisions of should I go this way or should I go that way? Or maybe you've gone through a round or two of venture capital or private equity or rich uncle round or one thing or another, and you want to continue to grow. You just don't want to go back and shake the cup with that guy again. And so, you know, we've just really built a, uh, you know, I think a, a good resume and good experience in helping entrepreneurs and small business owners kind of understand the different nuances down. If I go this path, then what happens? And if I go this path, what happens? And really understanding what your choices are, because more often than not, entrepreneurs, you and me and a bunch of guys that is that we know are just, hey, I need a hundred grand or a million dollars or $5 million to do X, Y, Z. And I don't care if Alex gives it to me or Jeremy gives it to me or my rich uncle or the Easter bunny or whatever, you know, I just need the money to do whatever, right? And so um, we're really good at helping companies and, and individuals understand 
types of money and how it works and what your expectations should be. Is there a uh, particular um, misunderstanding that your clients or your prospective clients seem to have about money and capital? Yes. So the, I think the reality is, is that capital markets are purposely meant to be obscure, right? They're meant to, to make Alex and Jeremy and, and people think it is that, man, that guy with the big house and the big building and the big office, man, he's got it figured out. He's so much smarter than me. Remember that guy's business is based upon guys like you and me, right? He doesn't have a business unless he loans it to you and me. So they're, they're no smarter or brighter or have it figured out more than you and me. They just have a different part of the puzzle. And so I think, I think the thing for a lot of entrepreneurs to remember is, is that as much as you are running and growing your business and now you're, you're at that point to where you're trying to either um, you know, deal with a different bank or look for an investor or whatever it is that you're trying to do, um, remember there's, there's, there's a parity in value there. It's not just that you need them and all these kinds of things. Those companies, investors, even guys like me, I love incredible companies right? Because my company is built on making good decisions with incredible companies, right? And so, so are the banks and so are private equity guys and so are your rich uncle and so are these other guys, right? If they make a poor decision, you know, it reflects poorly on them. So there are merits to folks there. So I, 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 don't, I don't want companies it is to think everybody's got it figured out and they need to be Oliver, you know, shaking their cup, asking for some porridge or something, right? Like, no, we don't want to do that, right? <laughs> so, I think that that's one. And then I think too, it's really understanding for entrepreneurs, it's critical for them to understand uh, the types of money because, you know, a bank works different than the local angel investor, rich guy in your town, than a venture capital guy, than a private equity guy, than somebody like me, everybody's a little bit different. And so it's important to understand from the, from the, the entrepreneur's side, from the small business side, a little bit more about how each of those work. So you can know, you know, I mean, it's like dating, right? You know, do I want this? Do I like this? Do I like this? Right. You've got to, you've got to date and have different conversations to see what feels good to you. Right. You know? And yeah. so it's, it's the same thing for money. Is there uh, an aspect of what you do beyond uh, I guess, clearing up this, this mystifying nature that people have with this. Is there another aspect of what you provide? Uh, um, for example, let's say you've got somebody who's past, as you said, the rich uncle phase and they're up there in the middle. Do, do you, are you more of a kind of sit back and they come to you or do you seek out companies that seem to be doing really well that you've read about or heard on the street and say, Hey, I can, I can do this for you. How does that work? Yeah. I mean, candidly, it's a little bit of both. It's more so the, the, the former. I mean, really we are, we are so, inundated on a monthly basis with requests for folks that is that say I'm trying to accomplish this or do this or go here and can you help? Um, we should be candidly um, a little bit more strategic on our outreach that says, hey, Alex, I've been watching your company for a year or two and I love what you're doing and please take my money, right? You know, um, it's less that candidly. Um, we have those occasionally, but really it's probably 90% or better for us in my business, the other way around is that we, we are having inbound requests from either the company or one of their advisors or an attorney or a CPA or another banker that's coming to us saying, can you help out? Okay, very good, very good. Let me take a step back though. I, I have become an, a recent fan of your podcast, by the way. Thank you. Uh, the Jeremy Behill Show, which you can find on Apple Podcast Anchor, right? It's all over the place. Uh, yeah, absolutely. 
I, I invite all of you to listen to episode zero because I'm going to make a confession to Jeremy here and hopefully he won't hang up. Here we go. I got to be honest. I have had, I've as clients and as myself, uh, I've worked with financial services people. And I know that's not exactly what you are, by the way. I understand that you're not a financial advisor per se, like for Charles Schwab or something like that. Sure. But, but I've, but I've worked with them and, and worked for them. And, but I get hit up more by, by financial service advisors and lead gen people. But anyway, the point being, I've gotten to a point where I see finance and I go, oh, oh. you know, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one of your big fish or your mid, mid-sized fish. I mean, I, I got, I can, I can get an SBA loan. Let's put it that way. But, but what, what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is um, I listened to the episode, the episode zero of your show and you are, this sounds so insulting and I don't mean it, incredibly human about yourself and about your outlook and about how um, you, you had like 13 jobs in the span of, was it one year a span or a couple about of years? Two years yeah. I mean, and, and you said something about yourself that was so revealing. Um, you said, you know, I just wasn't a good employee, but actually you were, and then you corrected yourself and said, no, I was a good employee. I'm just better working for myself. And to me, it, it just opened my eyes to realize, you know what, this guy is entrepreneurial, first of all, and he is honest enough with himself and us that I know that if I really needed his services and I could have, you know, afford to work with him, he'd be the first guy I'd call because here we go. Sorry for the marketing PR word because of that authenticity you displayed on the show. Well, so that's the, that is by far the best compliment it is that I've had all day. Uh, so thank you. It's, yeah. You know, the, the frustrating thing it is that I found in, in, in finance and whether it's a financial advisor or a banker or an investor or whatever it is, is that everybody just seemed, you know, I've been doing this 20 years, right? And just everybody seemed to have an agenda. And it just, like you said, it just, God, it just gets old, man. It just, it gets old. And um, I got tired. So, you know, the start of this whole thing was really years ago, I got taken to the freaking cleaners on a deal. I had uh, uh, done, I don't know, probably 250, maybe $300 million in deals. I got some experience under my belt. I really, you know, I feel like it is that I know what it is that I'm looking for and so on. And so, you know, I always invest my own money too. And so I had gone into a deal with a, uh, with a couple of friends and we ended up getting like taken to the cleaners, like CNBC, American greed style taken to the cleaners. Wow. And I just, it just really... Uh, it just put a freaking chip on my shoulder. I mean, not like a, like a chip on my shoulder against the world, but like a chip on my shoulder of just like, there's gotta be somebody in the finance business who's not just an ass, right? Like there's gotta be like, you know, there's gotta be like the, 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 the white cowboy hat guy that just says, look, let me tell you why your bank is saying this. And let me tell you why your investor is saying this. Let me tell you how I look at it and why I've got to do it this right. Because people don't, Again, man, people don't understand, right? They just, they know that they need a million bucks for their business. And if Alex does it, cool. And if Jeremy or the, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And, and oftentimes because they're more concerned on just getting the money or just getting this deal done or whatever, sometimes you don't know what you sign up for. And, and the thing I learned years ago that is, I may just have tattooed on my forehead is that the, the, the contracts are for the divorce. They're not for the marriage, right? 
And so all of us, when we go into a deal, whether it's you're borrowing money or you take on an investor or you get a big client or whatever the deal is, it's always exciting and it's romantic. And you're, you know, it's like the dating relationship at first. You stay up late, you get up early, <laughs> you know, you're never tired. I love this person, you know, right? It's all of that. And then 15 years later, you're late on the mortgage, the TV's broken, the dog shit on the carpet, the kids are late for school and you hate everybody, right? You know, and so it's, it's, uh, it's, Figuring, it's figuring that stuff out and really understanding. And, and so, so much of what it is that we want to bring to finance and, and advisory and, and this kind of a thing for how it is that we invest money is that authenticity, is that, look, man, I'm more concerned with you, you, you doing the things the right way. And if, if that includes me, great. If not, I really don't care. I just, I want to see you win. And I, I, I want to see you not get taken advantage of. And I, I there's just, there's not enough kind of white cowboy hat guys in this business. You know, um, and that's very refreshing, by the way. Thanks, Jeremy, for saying all that, because uh, I think one of the lessons, uh, I've been in, I've been in the, the, the world of work for 25 plus years. My business is about 11 years old. And I tell you what, the one thing I've learned in, in my career, and I think you echoed this a little bit in the first episode of your show, is, is just how... Um, these people that are on the cover of Forbes or whatever, uh, or Fortune or the Business Journal, you know, um, they're just people. Yeah. And they have probably screwed up more times than they could care to count, um, just like you, you know, when I say when sure. you, anybody. And I think it took me a little bit to kind of realize that, that um, everybody's just at a different spot along their own journey. I mean, you know, I may be at mile two and somebody who's at mile five, that's just, that's just their mileage, right? Um, so it sounds like you've experienced that as well. Yeah, I mean, so I have, I have been alongside it and witnessed it for a ton of clients. I've been through it myself a hundred times, right? Still going through it, right? Like I'm still on my, my journey, right? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm smarter than I was, thank God, you know, right? But hopefully I'm not as smart as I'm going to be, you know, next week or next month or next year, right? Right. But I have definitely witnessed the fact of uh, getting the opportunity to meet, you know, guys it is that are on covers of magazines and do business with some of these guys. And candidly, some of them are, are even more genuine and even better than, than everything that you hear. I mean, there's some of these guys that you're just like, you know what? Everything it is that I've heard about the guy is true what an incredible individual. And then I've met some that, are, you know, look like it is that they've got it all figured out, but, you know, they've got a girlfriend on the side and they're, you know, up to their eyeballs in freaking debt and their kids don't talk to them. And I mean, there's, right, there's, there's varying different, you know, degrees of success that you can interpret differently. And so it's funny um, that you mentioned that. So there is a CEO group, it is, that uh, um, I get a part of about once every two or three weeks or so. There's a group of executives, it is, that meet. And we were talking about mentorship in this last little bit. And, and they asked me to come in and talk a little bit about it. And it was really focused on the fact that it is that, that you know, all of us have that, that someone it is that the mentorship can be a, you know, a, a physical relationship it is that we have to where we get together once a month or once a quarter and it's your, your, your spiritual guide or, you know, your Yoda or whatever the hell he is, right? You know, helping you do all your stuff, right? But it, you know, your, your mentor could also just be somebody that you listen to on a podcast or a book that you read or somebody that you want to emulate or otherwise. But there are, there are, there are things it is that you take from each, right? Like there may be things it is that people love about Alex, but hate about Jeremy or vice versa. Or there may be, I mean, like there's, there's a gentleman it is that I know that is uh, 
um, that I'm dear friends with has created an enormity of success, like literally covers of magazines, billions of dollars, private jets, houses around the place, and he is just cool as a cucumber. Like all the people it is in Hollywood and music and film and Wall Street that you want to know, he knows. They're in the phone and just, he's a cool dude. But he travels like 20, 22 days a month away from his family. And he's on marriage number two and probably girlfriend number two. And like some of the aspects of business and how it is that he works and manages relationship and how he sees strategically where markets are going. I love that about him. I want to learn that. The other stuff, I don't want to know anything that he knows there, right? And so those things about, uh, about people are important because, you know, he may be further ahead on his journey than me in some areas, but in some areas, I'm further ahead than him. But I wouldn't see that just looking at him on the cover of the magazine. Yeah, let's use that metaphor. He's taking some detours you don't want to go to. Totally, 100%. Yeah, yeah they're because they're often dead ends. Um, there, I tortured the metaphor. There we go. Well, hey, Jeremy, <laughs> in our final few minutes here, if, if you just want to just tell her anything I didn't ask about, but you know, maybe if you just want to talk to people potentially who could use your services, if you want to roll that out or just whatever you want to say in the last minute or two here. Sure. I think, you know, for the audience that is this listening, you know, it's really important to number one, uh, I would just say, don't undervalue yourself, right? I mean, the things that I wish that I would have done for myself forever ago is I wish that I would have given myself more credit sooner, right? Like we, we always compare other people's, you know, our weaknesses to other people's strengths, which is a losing battle, right? Just period, right? It's never going to work. So I would, I would, I would give yourself more credit. Realize it is that if you are in this path, it is, and you're, you're an entrepreneur or a small business owner or something, and you've had this and you've actually done that for more than a year or two, you're pretty badass. Now, you may not be on the cover of the magazine yet. Who cares, right? It doesn't matter, right? You're, you're on this path. So I would say that that's one. And then realize it is that um, the, best in, the, the best investment it is that I ever made was in myself was every, you know, there's always a diet fad and there's always this other kind of crap going on about lose weight and gluten-free and vegan-free and whatever the hell it is, right? And all this kind of thing. That's great. The thing for me, it is that was always critically important that I did a great job on, I know that I will pat myself on the back for, is I always invested in myself. If there was a seminar or something coming to town, I want to go, I want to learn about it. If you're the best latte maker in Seattle, I want to shake your hand, right? You know, I just want to know. Um, invest in books, invest in podcasts, invest in you know, getting around the people it is that can sow into your mind. These are these mental push-ups it is that make you strong, that, that get you more learned, that make you more resilient. So when you're going through times in your business or we're going through COVID weird world that we're going through now in the economy, that you're, you're strong, you're resilient, and you can get through it. Those are the things it is that I would give them. Mental push-ups. We can all use those. And again, you know, uh, you some, probably use some physical ones too, if you're, especially if you're stuck at home. Uh, Jeremy B. Hill, thank you so much. President and founder of JV Capital, host of the Jeremy B. Hill podcast. Um, check, check the show notes for links to all this wonderful stuff. And sir, thank you very much for joining us in the virtual lounge. You're great, man. Had so much fun, Alex. Thank you. 
Oh, you know what that means? Looks like it's last call here at your virtual lounge for PR news views and interviews. Don't forget, you can ask me a question anytime. You can do it through our Twitter account, which is at ours PR. Or, even better, you can send me a message vocally. I would love to hear your voice, and I'll answer it on the show. There's a link in the show notes. All you have to do is sign up through Anchor FM. It's free, doesn't take long and you record your message, I get the message, I will play your audio, just give me your first name and the city you live in, and then I will answer the question to the best of my ability right here on the show. Don't forget to, if you're enjoying this podcast, you can support it and help increase the frequency and value of the show. Just consider being a sponsor for your brand or your agency or just yourself because you're like, I like this show. Or just drop a few coins in the virtual tip jar. Either way, there's links in the show notes. Please check that out. All of that, of course, being in the show notes where you're listening right now or at PRAfterHours.com. I see that they're turning up the lights. Last call is over, and I've got to clean up this virtual lounge. And Until next time, I'm Alex Greenwood, and you've been listening to PR After Hours on Anchor FM.